This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Some people on social media have come in defense of the deputy principal who was allegedly caught sleeping with a 19-year-old learner saying that she's legal and knew exactly what she was doing. So the, the deputy principal, rather, shouldn't have been punished in the way he, that he was. Okay, So we are joined on the line right now. Uh, by a friend of the show. He goes by the name of Philip Casuayo and he is an educational expert. Right. Philip, welcome to Capricorn Drive. Thank you, Dee. Um Thank you for having me. All right. It's a pleasure. Now, Philip, what do you make of this particular issue? You know what I mean? There's so many dynamics to the conversation, of course, and the incident itself. A deputy principal caught sleeping with a learner who happens to be of legal age. Does that take away from the inappropriateness of the act, if I should say? Um, it, it, it doesn't even begin to scratch the surface, um, if I, I were to be honest with you, uh, because this is a clear violation of, you know, the professional ethic, ethics conduct that teachers are just against, you know. And, I mean, if you look at the South African Council of Educators, um, which is says, in the professional ethics, they outline clearly you know, that teachers are ought to act in a proper and becoming way such that their behavior does not bring the teaching profession into disrepute. And it goes on to address that issue in speci- um, specifically, you know, to say that um, educators need to refrain from improper phys- physical contact with learners. Um, it also says that they must refrain from cutting co- co- the learners uh, from from any any school, and lastly, that they must refrain from any form of sexual relationship with learners from any school. So, we have a clear, um, I guess, condemnation of um, such acts within the school context. All right. All right. So, um, from your experience, Philip, how are issues like this normally dealt with? Um, usually. <sighs> It would, it would be investigation, of course, to establish, you know, the facts, um, which is the first process. I mean, in this particular case, um, I'm not sure who brought the issue into the attention of the community or the rest of the, the school community. Uh, but um, it, it would be to establish the facts. And if the, the educator is found to have acted outside the profession's ethics, then the next step is instituting a, a disciplinary hearing, um, which will determine the outcome of the case. And that's usually the, the role of um, the South African Council of Educators, which is a council that is responsible for holding teachers accountable to these ethics. Now, speaking of accountability there, um, Philip, what is the worst that could happen right now in the case of the deputy principal? Like that goes in as far as, you know, uh, accountability is concerned and consequences. Um, you you mentioned a couple of bodies that govern the teachers, so so that also being taken into consideration. What is the worst that can happen? I mean, although there isn't any binding legal implication, which is a debate on social media, um, because this is not a criminal offence. If if Elena gave consent to sexual relations with the educator, however, from the council's uh, level, this can be a dismissible conduct. If, if a teacher is found guilty during, you know, the disciplinary processes um, leading to the council stripping the teacher off his practicing uh, certificate and actually striking them off the register, which is which means that they cannot practice because you are not allowed to practice without, you know, that certificate from things. So um, I think that's 
that's the level of accountability and, and consequence that we can see unfold in this particular case when they've con- uh, concluded, obviously, with the disciplinary uh, procedures. So you also mentioned the possibility of a dismissal, right? Yeah. So from your side, what do you think as a society do we need to further understand about the power dynamics between a learner and a teacher, or in this case, the deputy principal? Uh, I mean, that, that's a very good question, although difficult to address. And, and the reason why it's difficult to address is because uh, power is, is, is complex. But in this particular case, it's really an issue of an unequal plane because, you know, power affords you opportunities, opportunities to coerce, opportunities to manipulate people into doing your will. And there's a reason, there's a particular reason why the South African law you know, recognizes teachers as in local parentis, which means that they act or they can act in a place of a parent. It, it goes to show that there is a great responsibility given to the teacher in the education context. And to abuse this is the greatest injustice and disservice to our learners and communities. And I mean, when you are given that power, power comes with that responsibility um, that you will you must be able to look at the situation and and make wise decisions around it. Yeah. And maybe in, in, in closing, I think, um, you know, the, 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 those that were affected directly or indirectly are the, parent, uh, the, the parents of the, of the child, you know. Yeah. Um, what, what advice would you, would you give them in, in this instant? I mean, in, in this particular instant, I think, obviously, uh, you, you can't encourage anyone to, to take the law in, in, into their own hands. Um, which is the result of what um, happened in this particular case. But um, I think with with the parents, they should allow the processes to go through um, in terms of um, disciplinary procedures that are going to be instituted by by, by faith. And if um, that teacher is found guilty, the outcome is one. The outcome is, is, is is, is dismissal because it clearly violates the professional ethics that or to guide that particular educator. So in this particular case, I mean, the, the school could also support, you know, parents as well as, um, you know, the learner in terms of uh, support um, because I, I can I can just imagine right now that the child does not, you know, lead a normal um, life within the school premises because all eyes are probably on her. But, mm. you know, the school needs to take the responsibility to, to, to give the... The, the student or the learner, you know, the counseling that um, the student needs and also advice in terms of how they can manage um, the situation while the, the disciplinary procedures are being concluded. All righty. Philip, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure, uh, a pleasure rather, talking to you on the show. We appreciate it and um, we're looking forward to our next conversation, okay? Absolutely. Thank, thank you, Dean. All right. There you have it. Uh, Philip Katoayo, a friend of the show, they're giving us uh, insight as an educational expert as to um, what we can expect going forward, what we think will unfold regarding this particular case and what is uh, eventually imminent for the um, deputy principal that is involved uh, in this scandal. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.